I'm so glad for you. When I say you, I mean you who hear the word of God spoken through my lips and you do it. If you are in this congregation and haven't heard the word I speak and you take to your own decision, today, may God change your heart. Any activity a man engages himself in which he will not pray to die in, it is a deception from Satan. A child of God must not and cannot engage in such activity. I've been teaching you about five things that a child of God needs to do for you to encounter the favor and the mercy of God. It doesn't come because you are bold. That's why you cannot buy bold. See a vision now. You can't. Your boldness cannot grant you vision. Vision is given to those who turn to the Lord. We're going to go through in just one minute all the five pillars into supernatural. Don't put it on the board. Take it out of the board, please. Good. So what's the number one? Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy with all thy mind, soul, strength. Do you love him? Turn to some beside you and answer. can tell me evidence that you love God. Somebody read it from the scripture. Tell me first, and then you look at your scripture. John, John 5, 3, what is he saying? First John, you mean? Yeah, what is he saying? Huh? Evidence that you love God. First John 5, 3, what does it say? Put it on the board for us. If you say you love God, this I will know who love God. Read it together. Stop. What is the evidence that a man loves God? So a man who obeys the command of God is the one that truly loves God. A man who obeys his brain, his instinct. Does not love God. Romans chapter 1 applies. Let's look at that Romans chapter 1 again. Let's look at from verse 22. We're going to read it together today. So that you know where you fall. When it comes to God's presence. What does it say? Who are those? The next verse. Let's read together. So those who grave images and bow to them are fools, says the Lord. And those who consult images or men who stand for images are fools. So anybody who consults medium for power is the most foolish person before God. 
You have just read it today in your Bible daily studies, isn't it? Isn't it? Good. So, the next verse then goes further. What we are talking about is, who is the one who, God, is the one who obey his command. And then I want to show you those who do not obey his command are the people who walk by instinct or by what people do. So let's go further in this. So we know that one of its attitude, action is that they, they grave images and they bow their heads to graven image. Yes. The next one, shall we together then? No, 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 no. Verse 23, we not finished it. Therefore, and, and exchange the glory of God for images. Then 24, shall we together please? Ah, uh, uh-huh. Did you read something there that says that people, those people who are fools before God, God will withdraw from their reasoning. That's what it says. And God will allow them to do what their thoughts think. Okay? But I will show you what is the end of them. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3. Don't go there now. Chapter 2, 1 to 3 says the end of them is destruction. God destroyed them. You just read about, about Pharaoh and Hebrew. One of the things that I read today, in this book we are reading today, that is the book of Exodus chapter what? It says, God raised Pharaoh. God said, I raised Pharaoh to destroy him. May that not be you. What is the elements that bring destruction? God said, I hardened his heart. When God hardens the heart of a man, that man will ignore God's counsel. He will walk in human counsel and in his own depraved counsel. And that man will be destroyed by God himself. You may shout hallelujah. One day, he will blow that mouth that shouts hallelujah. Hallelujah from a leaf that does not acknowledge him. A man who gathers with his sins today and goes tomorrow to do his own thoughts. So the position or state of mind of such people, it says, God gave them up over to sinful desire. They will love sin. They will love the world. They will do what the world wants them to do. They have no shame to do shameful acts in the public because God has withdrawn from their thinking. Can you see that? So that the desires of their heart will always be... It says, therefore God gave them over in their sinful desire, desire of their heart to what? Excuse me. Hey, the whole church, read that scripture. Let me hear you. Want to go? What is sexual impurity? Let's look at that from the context of law. To be able to explain sexual impurity as per law, we have to first understand sexual intercourse as defined by the law. The word sexual intercourse was first mentioned in the Bible in the book of Genesis chapter 2. After God created the man and the woman, and then God brought the woman to the man, 
And after God solemnized their marriage, when God brought the woman to the man, the man did not touch the woman. God just showed him that out of you have made this one. And the man was so happy because he says, at last, this is my replica. Yes? If you read that scripture down to 24 and 25, it says, and Adam had sex with his wife. So the first time the word sex was mentioned, it is an intercourse between a man and a woman in the sanctity of marriage. So by law, therefore, any sexual intercourse, contrary to that definition, is contravention of the law. Am I talking sense, senior fellow? I'm writing a book on God's jurisprudence. I'm almost finished. Any deviation from the law is called contravention of the law. Now let me help you know this. Every contravention of the law attracts a retribute which will be passed by the judge. I don't want to go into that today. Did the God not say to you, the Lord is our judge, is our Lord giver in the book of Isaiah, and he has become our king. The judiciary, the legislator, and the executives. I've taught you this, about this before. Therefore, if you have sex with a person that you are not married to, it's just sexual impurity. Similarly, sexual intercourse was defined by a man and a woman in marriage so if you have sex with anybody apart from a woman if you're a man with any other object or a woman has sex with any other object or any person apart from a man it is sexual impurity either a man has sex with animals or a man has sex with a man or a woman has sex with a woman is sexual impurity I want to show you something today. The reason why many Christians suffer. What does, sexual, what, does, what does sexual impurity do? Why is sexual impurity so terrible? Like when God spoke about idol worshiper, the next law that God spoke about is sexual impurity. Because It is because when we read further this scripture, you discover that it is the same spirit that works in both, which is Lucifer. And God hates both equally. A person who comes to church and engages in sexual immorality before God, you stand, you stink, you are like Sodom to him, Gomorrah. You are worse than an idol worshiper before God. God hates a person like that so much. Let me help you know. Jesus went forward to tell us that if you lost after a person, you have committed that sin. Are you together now? Have I not told you in this church, all right, if you are a man and you are talking to a woman, you must respect the body. Okay? You cannot grab a woman as you are grabbing your wife. You can't touch a woman in the back, bombs like that. You can't touch a woman in their breast. Are you with me now? Um, I want to use you as an example. 
No. Because of British controversy. Madam, stand up. This is my wife. Stand up. Stand up. Because if I grab a man, somebody can say that he approves of them. I don't want to hold a man. For this one, is my wife. For how many years have we met? 46 years. All right. So, so I am free. Excuse me. As my wife is here, I can hold her like this. <laughs> I can't hold any other woman like that. Do you agree? Yes, sir. Because if I hold a woman that I'm not married to like this, what does that tell you? There is a sexual relationship between us. Are you with me? Yes, sir. I cannot touch a woman here. Okay? That's the back. Yeah. And I cannot go down the back. So, if I now engage myself in embracing a woman to my bosom who is not married to me, Proverbs chapter 6 and chapter 7 applies in the law of God. You open door for demons to enter your body. Christians carry demons in their body. They will incubate in that body and keep silent for years. No man, no body's authority can cast them out because they have a legal ground to enter that body. So they will continue to walk in that person, lost from touch to hug to sex. When a man engages in sexual intercourse out of marriage, 1 Corinthians 6 says, your body is the temple of God. He went further to say in that 1 Corinthians 3, if you destroy this body sexually, I will destroy you on the last days. Then he went further in that chapter 6 to say, don't you know your body is not your own? It is mine from the day you accepted me. And he says that, don't you know that your body is the dwelling place of the Spirit of God, Holy One, who lives in you. And then he warns strongly, do not defecate the body by sexual impurity. For when you go in sexual impurity, by the time you consent to the thoughts, Holy Ghost had left you completely. Because... You cannot take a holy thing and pour into him unholy thing. Are we together? But we also know from 1 Corinthians 11 that sexual intercourse in marriage, if it is between a believer and a non-believer, that is that non-believer, they married themselves, one got born again, the other one did not. We recognize from the record that through sensual, sexual intercourse, the unbeliever is sanctified because it's a marriage. So, if you understand the principle that sexual intercourse in marriage can invoke God into the body of a vessel that is not born again. As to make him sanctify. Sanctify means sacred. So also you should understand how demons and devil will defecate a body 
because of sexual impurity. You know, I'm saying this thing because I don't want anyone this year to be miserable in this house. You will not be. Amen. By force, by fire, you will do the will of God. Amen. I led you the prayer yesterday and two days ago. The prayer says that every association that will shipwreck you in life and make you sin, I said God should cut them away from you forever. Amen. Did you not pray it? Don't you understand what I'm saying? Don't you understand what I'm saying? Oh, we come to the same church does not mean we are going to the same heaven. Church is for everybody. The good, the bad, the ugly. Go to my Romans. Therefore, God gave them over to sinful desire of their hearts. To sexual impurity, they will say there is no problem in it. I want to marry her. I want to marry him. And at the last minute, something will happen. The marriage didn't take place. Then they go into depression. Whose business? Whose business is what you apply for? For the degrading of their bodies with one another. So sexual impurity degrade your body. Let's read the next verse. Because I have just uh, 10 minutes with you. Now. Shall we read together? The exchange. So you can recognize that why should the Bible talk about idolatry and insert sexual impurity within the context of idolatry? God would not do that if sexual impurity is not relative to idol worshiping. The fact is this, sexual impurity emanates from idol worshiping. Satan is the one who introduced you to humanity. Of course, he rules the kingdom of the air. And people have many reasons to justify the immorality because Satan will give you justification for sin. So that he can deal with you without mercy. Look at the next verse. Shall we read together, please? Because of this, even. And then, the next verse. Somebody says that the first one is not talking about lesbianism. I will ask them to read English. Let's read English. Let's read it just English, Englishly. Because one of the things in law is that you must understand the language before you can interpret or apply the law. Same thing with the Bible. I will take you through something and I'll show you a sentence that settles the matter. The first, the first verse, verse 26. Because of this, God gave them over to shameful loss. We know, agree on shameful loss. We have equal agreement on shameful loss. Even their women exchange natural relations with unnatural. And some people say that that really is not, it's not straightforward. It's not... Anybody, it's subjective, you know. You can call natural relations or to a natural... You can, you can interpret it whichever way it applies, you feel. Yes? Correct. However, the, that verse extends to the next verse, 
with a qualification. We say, we, we, when we say a sentence is qualified, you need to understand what qual- the qualification of it for you to know the implication of it. It says here, natural for natural. Let's see the next verse. What does it start with? Excuse me. So, which means the word natural, relation for unnatural, is about to be explained to detail. So that it is no more subjective. So, in the same way, what is the same way? The men also abandon natural relations with women. So, what relation does a man have with women? Sex. Kiss. Romance. And these men will abandon that relation with women. And we are inflamed with loss to another. And the word another is very, very straightforward. That is another species of, of the same kind. Thank God that Bible was translated to English so that we are not reading Latin. We don't need to be scholars to know the Bible. And they say, man committed indecent act with other men. I think that is more detailed. In the law of evidence. And it says, and receive for themselves what? Due penalty. You may call that AIDS or any other thing. Because it's the most common affliction in that territory. Somebody may be listening to me and argue it. You are free to. <laughs> in a short time, we'll all vanish in this face of the earth. And nobody knows who will go first and when. And then our eyes will be opened in a place where we cannot reverse and come back to make amends. It is like somebody caught in an act of pedophilia in a country where it is criminal. And after the police have been trailing him, trailing him, trailing him, that day they have got evidences, so much video evidence, every evidence, and they nailed him. The day they nail him is not the day he asks for mercy. Because once you are nailed, mercy has gone. Are we together now? And they brought him before the court. And the judge really hates things like that. I am sure that when the judge will sentence him, he will look for the maximum sentence for him. That a man like this is a wild bush, wild donkey, wild axe in our society. We have to incarcerate him. In incarceration, a man may repent, but he will remain in incarceration. When we die, if you did any act that will take you to hell, in hell you will repent, but you can never leave hell forever. Am I talking to you? Don't let the devil deceive you. Somebody one day said that, when that he will receive so much that God will be angry. When God throws him to hell, he will land beyond hell. <laughs> and I told him, brother, the father you land in hell, the tougher the torments. So you better pray that God should drop you at the periphery. If God is so hungry and he threw you, my oh my, you will land in the same place where Lucifer is because Lucifer is the end. They call it bottomless 
pit. That person will continue to fall in fire forever in a falling state. That will not be your portion. However, look at the next verse. Furthermore, since they did not think it worthy to retain the knowledge of God, because they did not consider it when people preach, they say, pass their word. Even some people accuse preachers and say that they did not also do it. Did she not also do it? A criminal looking for accomplice? I hope a criminal will tell judge that, did you not also commit this crime before? Or when judge wants to sentence, he say that, did you never, have you never committed crime? Or a policeman arrests you, he say to the policeman, why are you arresting me? You two, you've, you've, done, you've done some crime before. Can you imagine before a policeman who is arresting you? I'm sure that the policeman will only tell you that everything you are saying will be recorded against you. <laughs> That's the answer I will give you. We will see when the police take you in handcuff to court. When you get to court, we'll know who is the criminal. Don't let Satan fool your brain, brother and sister. Then let him fool you. <laughs> he says, he gave them over to depraved mind. Another scripture called it reprobate. A state of being reprobate is a state of irrecoverable depravity. Irretrievable depravity. So, why did I say that? He said a reprobate mind to do what ought not to be done. The next verse says, They have become filled with every kind of wickedness. That is a reprobate. They invoke wickedness. They invent wickedness. They invent tools to enhance wickedness. They are innovators in the sphere of wickedness and sin. They, will, they can cajole any foolish man to sin with them. They will even degrade the technique of sin to look like social belief or, you know, instinct. Are we together now? It says, they are filled with every kind of, look, no, every kind of wickedness. Let's read together. They have become... at the content of depravity we started sin from grade one idol worshiping grade two sexually immoral and then grade three we entered into the position of depravity and it began to explain depravity that that is a state of mind that a human being become increasingly wicked that is, he's wicked, but he is increasingly wicked. Wickedness has become like a moral thing to do. So therefore, what comes out of him is evil all the time. Greed. You want to be a millionaire at the age of 12. I want to be a millionaire at the age of 20. And they were giving examples of people like um, uh, um, Microsoft, what is his name? Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. I even have some people say that Bill Gates never went to university. Lie. Bill Gates didn't have a degree. Nonsense. 
Lie. I'm an intellectual. Bill Gates in university was more intelligent than his professor. Okay? He was teaching them in this new field of computer. Is that somebody who didn't go to university? He went to university. He went to university. I'm sure Bill Gates has degrees. When you're in university and you understand the lecture beyond, and you are thinking in an area of innovation that your lecturers, your professors cannot understand. Okay? So then, there's nothing you are doing there. However, for him to get there, because he studied IBM, that's what his history tells us. He studied IBM to the place whereby he could tell IBM every component in their, in their computer. And he found out that IBM did not have template to operate. And he invented it, the Microsoft. So you who say you compare yourself with IBM, you went to primary school, you struggled to graduate. You went to secondary school, you got D and E and F and B. Managed to get one C or two C. <coughs> and then you went to A level. <coughs> and your A level is apology. And you are comparing yourself with Biggie. Can you imagine how Satan deceived people? Am I talking to somebody? I will not be deceived by Satan. What about you? I will be a millionaire. I'll be a billionaire. I don't need to go to school. You better go to school. In this house, if they give you apprenticeship to do, make sure that apprenticeship is an apprenticeship that will lead you to a degree. First degree, not HND, not tech. First degree, PABSC, and then master's degree. Do it. Don't do first degree and go for holiday. Which holiday are you going for? I take a break. Which break? Your mates have gone ahead when you are breaking. That break you took. You will struggle to catch up with those who are intelligent, who, who use their time intelligently. It's all from the devil. Greed, greed. You want to make money, you don't want to suffer. If you're a genius on birth and we know it, and in every class you are, you, you top the class. Then if you say to me, we are in university, you have invented the new method of electricity. Why are you in university? So what are you doing there? We will take you into the research fellow so that those who are more brainy in that area will help you. Because one man does not make a tree. I may make a forest. One tree does not make a forest. Greed. It makes you think that you dream money, tomorrow you are in money. And people who have such die in their grey here begging for food. Because it's a gift of the spirit but the spirit of Lucifer. Depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are what? Gossips. If you find any Christian in any of this attitude, you are depraved. You have given yourself to sensuality according to the word of the living God. Then the next verse says, no, 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 no. Let me read the line for last night at that place. That 29. It says, they are gossips, yeah. Then the next verse, 30. Slanderers. Mark yourself, if, as I'm calling these things. If you find yourself in one of it today, run out of it. Each one of these words I'm writing is handled by a demon. 
And anybody who received that gift, that demon remains in you. That is the reason why many good intentions are frustrated. That's the reason why many labor that should end up in success is abruptly terminated. You know a man who loves God is by obeying his command. Slanderers, God-haters, insolent, you see now? God-haters are those who don't obey his command. Insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing... I said it before, didn't I? They invent ways of doing what? Innovators of evil. That will not be you. And the last one says they do what? Read it loud. I can't hear you. They tell their parents it's old school. As if they will never go to old school. You think every school is new? There is nothing new under heaven. When we were young... Everything Satan is doing now, he was doing when we were young. He only changed the definition. Believe you me. Those of you who have been young and you are now old, you see the younger ones now doing some stuff, and they think they are outsmarting you. You recognize that you did the same thing. It can be called something else, branded new. Are we together now? Or is the same devil? Devil has done all he can do. He has nothing new to offer the world. But he sugarcoats them. Disobedient to parents. I am an adult now. They will say. When parents are sharing wisdom with you. Be quiet. You only need to go and look at your album. If you have one. And remember the day. The parents held you in their hands. And brought you to their house. As a stranger. And they changed your pants. You don't know you're anywhere. And they clothe you. When they are taking you out for a function, they will take damp pampas. In our own days, they call it pampas diaper. In their bag. Because you can poo anywhere. The moment you poo, they don't want you to smell. They will clean you up and use wiper to wipe your bum so that you don't have rashes. You don't know all that until you do it for your children. Then they quickly, secretly go and throw it away. It's your mother who does that, not father. And then, they just change you now. You pull again. They don't cane you. They change you again. They don't beat you for what you are not mature to know. Until when you begin to grow. And they begin to introduce you to things. This is called flower on earth. You call it flower. Dada, you call it Dada. I remember one day I came from work and my daughter ran towards me and she said, Kibambam, Kibambam. I said, What is this girl saying? The mother said, It's saying Kobabsa because my wife called me Kobabsa, Kobabsa. And he was looking at me, he had been calling me Daddy before. But he had been listening that my wife don't call me daddy. She called me Kobasa. So it resonated that she must be calling me the wrong name. So he said, Kibambam, Kibambam. I said, what is Kibambam? What I said, it's Kobasa. I said, ah, okay, Kibambam, come. (laughs) 
Now you understand? And then they raise you through primary school, help you to read ABC, help you to read 1, 2, 3, and then you now read. <coughs> you finish first degree, maybe they didn't even do the first degree. You did second degree, and you feel you are intelligent. So much more that when they advise you about life, you're saying that, no, it's your days. Uh, don't, don't end up in regrets. He's the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same Satan yesterday, today, and forever. There are two destinies. The destiny of Satan, John 10.10. 10. The devil has, has come, the thief, <coughs> the Bible calls him, to kill, to steal. That's what Jesus said. When Jesus gave us the job description of Satan, he described them under two category, three categories of functioning. To kill, to steal, to destroy. But he says, I have come that you may have what? Alright, let me give you some scriptures in closing. Right, when you get home, go and read this further down. It's not finished. Yes? He says, they are senseless, faithless, heartless, and ruthless. That must not be you. The next verse says, Although they know God's righteous decree, they come to church, that those who do such things deserve death, which is eternal death. They not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice it. You are loyal to the practitioners. You are in law a joint contributor, and equally culpable. Come on now. Let me read this to you. No wonder, Romans now, I read this to you in five minutes, we finish this. In Romans chapter 12, read it, write it down. Several scriptures I'll give you now. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, if you want to obtain God's mercy, it's not by confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior and committing your body to the devil in alliance. Offer your bodies as living sacrifices, <coughs> holy and acceptable or pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship or reasonable service. Look at verse 2. Shall we read together, please? <coughs> uh-uh. Is this not cathedral? Read it, cathedral way. That Jesus tells you that anybody who does like that, you can never know God's will. You check it out. How many people who live in that can see vision? They see nothing. They only have nightmares. Confused all the time. They are the ones who come and ask for prayer. Where should I go? What should I do? Why can't you know what you do? Because the Bible says that when you offer your body to God, you will be able to know God's perfect will for you. I'm not talking about somebody who has a knowing and is seeking for confirmation. I'm talking about they will have no knowing at all. They don't know where their life is going. They're always confused. So therefore, write this down. Second Corinthians 6.14. We'll read it together. 
So what should be your response? Shall we read it together, please? Let's read together, please. I've told you the system of the world, you know, they go to joints. A Christian that is dancing, he will come to church and dance praise and worship. As we have praise and worship now, yes? All of us who are dancing before who? God. And then you go to party. And the messenger of Satan is singing. And you to begin to do like that. To the messenger of Satan. What makes us dance the way we dance here? The Spirit of God. What makes them dance all those promiscuous dance in that place? The Spirit of Satan that is behind the music. So all the music is to help you gain to loss. Man holding a woman in the bombs. Seeking to a woman. You are not married. Even if you are married, common sense does not tell you that you don't do anything like that in the public. Excuse me. Because Satan is the one speaking. And the spirits that is bought in the environment inspire the kind of dances. And then somebody who has been praying, binding devil, you come to a place where they bind devil. Now you're not going to a place where devil wants to bind man. Who will they bind first? You. Every time you go there, you get something from the devil. Don't you think Holy Ghost will not enter that place with you? Impossible. Because Holy Ghost expects a person who believes in him to have common sense of the spirit. Oh, I want to please them. Then you are a, an idol worshiper. Because you displease God. This is where many Christians get afflicted. Satan will program problems for you in the next five years. He will program for you something that will begin immediately you live there. The devil does not, he doesn't, he doesn't care how long he waits to operate a man. He will stalk you and get you deep into it by your mind. And then when the problem comes and the devil is taking over, you begin to fast and pray. Fasting cannot save you. The only thing that can save you is repentance. Remember ye where you have fallen. I will together now. So, do not be yoked that is tie you with the world. Let them know when you are around, they can't play their nonsense music. They are spraying money. You two went to join them. Then they put the idol money on your head. Something. <laughs> it's a picture. I would have talked in my language. People go to You have carried your own. They will pray, 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 pray. Nothing will happen. People will pray and fast for you. Nothing will happen. Because you are the one who advocated it. Do not be equally yoked with unbelievers. The second warning is 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. It says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And let me tell you this. People who dance so uselessly and recklessly in parties, watch them in church. They are the ones who don't dance at all. People will be singing praise and watching in church. They'll be looking. I love you, Lord. And I leave my voice to, oh my soul, rejoice. I mean, because the Spirit are taking them over. But when they're in the world, that's where we lose them. 
They will be dancing seriously. They know all the music of the world. The music to praise God, they don't remember. Something is working in them. He's a devil. When devil begins to program a man, those are the things that happen to him. Everyone who loves God, the, the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Look at verse 16. For everything in the world, cravings of sinful man, the loss of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does. And they do come, not from, from the Father, but from the world. The world and his desire pass away, but the man who does the will of God, do what? Live forever. You will live forever. Yeah. You will do the will of God. Yeah. Give you two more. Third warning. Friendship with the world is declaring a direct war against God. Enmity. The moment a Christian becomes a friend of the world, all angels are against you because you have not gone to the camp of the enemy. James 4, 4 to 8. You adulterous people, he says, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? And the King James Version says, enmity with God. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Hello? So when we are praying against the enemy of God, if you are there, you will come under bullets, under fire. Casualty all the time. Or do you think scripture says without a reason that the spirit he, he caused to live in us envies earnestly? Holy Spirit envies earnestly when you go into the world. But he gives us more grace that the scripture, that is why the scripture says, God opposes the power and gives grace to some humble. Verse 7, submit yourself then to God. Receive the devil and he will what? Flee from you. Don't kiss the devil. Don't kiss you young men. Don't have, don't, don't, don't use your mouth to kiss the Lila. They lock you up for years before you'll be free. Somebody you have not married and you are kissing them. The moment their saliva hits your mouth, you are in trouble. Demons can penetrate a man through the two parts of human by which human eats. Your mouth and your sexual organ. Is there anybody who was a satanist here before? Stand up. You are born again now. I tell you this. Both in England and in Africa, they only need your saliva. And if you have sex with them, they will just put on pants with it. So that they can stain their pants with your semen. They take that pants in St. Paul's church. St. Paul's cathedral. St. Paul's, you have a witchcraft shop in St. Paul's, not St. Paul's cathedral. But a witchcraft shop in St. Paul. You go and you can buy a book of spell. They will tell you what to do to that pants and that person is gone. That man becomes a fool. Okay? I'm not recommending evil. But I'm warning you. <laughs> because I have to qualify my statement. Because sometimes we're talking about this thing. Sometimes I say, it's African voodoo. Which African voodoo? Witchcraft is not Nigerian language or, or Kenyan language. It's not Swahili. Witch and craft. It's English. <laughs> if it does not exist, why should it be vocabulary? What about Satanism? Satanism is not African language or, or, or the, the Brazilian language. 
it is English language. What about devil? D hyphen evil. It is English language. We learn it from English. Though we don't know who is more advanced between the African devils and the European devils. We don't know who is more advanced. But devil is devil everywhere. Resist the devil and he shall flee from you. And finally, do not worship their gods. Exodus 24:25. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stone to pieces. If you read the scripture down, it says, Because of this idol worshiping, God decided to wipe off that nation. This is under the number three, which I told you, the pillars of the five pillars into supernatural. And number three is returning to God. Turn or return to God. That is what I started to treat on this very meeting. God wants you and I to be faithful to him. God wants you and I to be serious with him. The arm of God is not short as to, de- to deliver. And God wants the best for us. He has designed the best for us. But we cannot get him unless we submit to him. And you and I will make our decision that this year, only God will prevail in your thoughts. In this year, you will not be a football in the hands of Satan. In this year, Satan will not rejoice over you. In this year, you and I will have cause for heaven to be proud of us. Let's stand up on our feet, please. We're going to pray together, Isaiah 51, 1 to 3. What does it say? Listen to me, you who pursue what? Shall we read together, please? Stop. Let me hear from the people at the back. They are reading together. Up there, can I hear your voices? Now, together, we'll read it again. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, carry on. (laughs) Continue. That will happen to you. In this year, the Lord my God will comfort you. Whatever has held you bound, in this year, the Lord will stretch his mighty hand and he will destroy the chains. Every relationship that will hinder your comfort before God, I say that in this year, God will break them away from you. If the devil had registered an element in anyone listening to me, which causes your heart to lust after opposite sex. I decree and declare that those elements are dead from this hour. He sent his word and he freed his people. I say, your cowrie prisoner is set free. 
For you this year, the Lord will comfort you. He says, The Lord will surely comfort Zion, and He will look with compassion on all her ruins. Everything the devil has ruined in your life over the years, the Lord will restore in this year. I say, this year shall be for you too. A year that God restore your ancient ruin. Your Judah shall be inhabited. Your desolation shall be teamed with life. God will look upon you. And he says, With compassion, all her ruins shall be restored. He will make your desert look like Eden. Everyone who has been jobless, from today, joblessness is terminated from your life. Every desert of your life will seem with life now. Her wasteland, like the garden of the Lord. The Lord will make your wasteland as the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in you. I say sorrow and sigh will flee away from you. Joy and gladness shall be found within you. Sorrow and sigh will flee away from you. And the sound of singing shall be mentioned in the midst of you again. As I declared it, it shall happen to you. It shall happen to your family. And it shall happen to the church. Now, the psalm of today, as we have psalms every day, throughout this 30 days praise. And we are not coming back tonight for our praise. Because we have done our praise now, one hour praise which we have done. It says unless, 127. It says unless the Lord build the house, these laborers labor in vain. Your labor will never be in vain. In this year, 2020, God will build your house for you. God will build your marriage for you. God will build your family for you. God will build your career for you. You will not labor in vain. It says it's build or labor in vain. Unless the Lord watch over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. As you watch over your life, your watch over your life shall not be in vain. The Lord, the Lord will give you the eyes of the Lord as a watchman over your home. I say Satan and demons of hell and man will not be able to penetrate your life. The will and the counsel of the devil will fail over you. Your life will not be as people expect it, but it shall be as God had written for it. Your years of hard labor is over. In this year, you receive double for your hard labor. Everywhere you go, you will come under the divine protection of God. It says that in vain they rise early in the morning and stay late toiling for food. That would not be your portion. For God grants sleep to his beloved. God will grant you sleep. Those of you who have been having problems sleeping from tonight, you will lie down and sleep in peace. Those of you who have been having battles on your dream and nightmares and all stuff from tonight, your nightmares are turned to revelations for you. He says, sons are heritage from the Lord and children a reward from him. I talked to the men in this house. Over the years, some of you have not been involved with your men's group. And those who are involved are working together, synergizing together, 
and progressing together. Can someone be in the house of bread and lack bread? Yes. Someone can be in the house of bread and lack bread because he has nothing to do with the bread in the house. Today, I say to you, you are a heretic in the hands of the Lord. God will look upon you and he shall be satisfied. Your attitude towards God from today shall change. Self in you shall die. All your life shall be unto the Lord. And you will be role model for the younger men that is coming. Children are reward. I talk to the women. Same thing to you. The younger women coming out will see your life and they will know it is sweet to serve God. Your life will be role model to the ones coming. The powers of this age will never be able to use your hand, your heart, and your mouth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Like arrows in the hands of mighty warrior, you shall be. I say like arrows in the hands of mighty warrior, you shall be. When a warrior carries his sword to, 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 to battle, he points his hand towards the pod. Any arrow that comes to the hand, he uses. There are some arrows that he will take to battle that he will not use them before he comes back. But there are some arrows he will use in battle to execute judgment and to have victory. You all and every member of this household globally, I say to you, in this year, you will be that arrow that the hand of God will pick. Wherever he shoots you, you will manifest. Anywhere he sends you, nothing can stop you. The wind will become your messenger. They will carry you to the target that he ordains you to go. You will be unbeatable and no power will be able to overcome you. He said, blessed is the man that is full of, the scripture is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. Because of you, CFT will never be put to shame. I say because of you, this house will fulfill destiny. Everything that is your part to play in this house, the grace, favor, resources you need to fulfill it, receive in the name of Jesus. Everything that God has covenanted with CFT, and everything that He has made available. For the covenant to be fulfilled, they are all yours in the name of Jesus. I say, in the glory of this house, you will not be found wanting. In the days that God will visit Christ with tabernacle shortly, you will not be a story. You will not be a history. Judas was taken out before Pentecost. And the place of Judas was replaced. Man will not replace you. Satan will not uproot you. Together we have got, gone thus far. Together we will enter the promised land. I say together we will enter the blessings of God. Together we will enter the destiny God has ordained for us. The nations of the earth shall be brought to their knees before you. So shall it be unto you. And so it is. Lift up your request before the Lord. Before I leave the pulpit. The Lord said we should write our request and bring it daily for 30 days. This is the fifth day. If you are coming visiting us for the first time, I will give you an opportunity to, to join as well. Just put your hands on your chest and begin to ask God for all what you want this year. What you want God to do for you.
Those of you who have your requests, read your requests before the Lord. Hezekiah presented a letter before God. And before he left the temple, God sent his reply. Lord my King, in Jesus' anointed name we pray it. Now as you hold your request in your hands, I say, it is written, God is able to make all grace abound unto you. I stand in the word of God and speak on God's behalf. Receive all grace. In all things you will have enough. I say in all things you will have enough. You need to assimilate what I'm saying. I didn't say in some things. I say in all things you have enough. And you'll be able to give unto every good cause. The wealth that God will give you this year will be such that any good thing you can imagine in your head, the wealth is there to fulfill them. You will never be a dreamer without resources. According to the word of the Lord, He's able to do exceedingly far above what you can imagine or ask for. Because all the requests you have today is according to your imagination. I say before the end of January, these 30 days is over, you will testify. For God will do according to His own might and power. Such miracles that mortal men will see. Things that God will do that you will be saying to yourself, Am I still alive? It will happen to you. As God is visiting house to house and member to member and life to life, this new week it will be your turn. Some have had encounters over the past five days. I said from tonight it will be your turn. Illumination shall be given to you. Direction shall come to you. Floodgates shall be opened to you. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Say amen. Amen. 